Hey friends, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast, as implied by its title, is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout Season 2 of the Preacher's Devo podcast, I will offer you an analysis of 40 of the top Christian hymns of all times. The composition of these hymns range from the 1700s to modern day time. Much of the information that is shared on this podcast is found from hymnary.org. The hymn for this episode of the Preacher's Devil podcast is titled, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, or it is also known as, What Can Wash Away My Sin. It was written by Robert Lowry in 1876. It is a famous hymn, and it is very appropriate for this week in which we celebrate the Passion of Christ the week leading up to the cross and ultimately the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Let me read to you the words of nothing but the blood of Jesus. The first verse goes as this. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. That is the refrain. Now verse 2. For my part in this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing this my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Verse 3. Nothing can for sin atone, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And then the final verse. This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. The author of this hymn was born in the city of love, Philadelphia, on March 12, 1926. He was fond of music and learned to play various instruments before he became an avid hymn writer. His baptistic roots began as he joined First Baptist Church of Philadelphia, where he became an active worker and a Sunday school teacher. At the age of 22, he dedicated himself to full-time ministry and went to the University of Lewisburg in Pennsylvania. He, among all things, graduated with an honorary degree, a doctoral degree, and then he went to Plainfield, New Jersey, where he became a pastor at Park Avenue Church. But what is most interesting about Robert Lowry is that he was a preacher, most of all. He loved studying the Bible, but he literally loved to preach. Dr. Lowry once said, I would rather preach a gospel sermon to an appreciative, receptive congregation than write a hymn. He is known for being a brilliant and interesting speaker, one who is described as being genial and pleasing in this position and have who had a very high sense of humor. But nonetheless, he was a deeply reflective person. His reflections are most known to us through the hymns that he wrote. As a matter of fact, almost every civilized society has heard many of his hymns in several different languages. His best known hymns include Shall We Gather at the River, Christ Arose, How Can I Keep From Singing, and Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, to which we now turn. Let's examine verse 1. What can wash away my sin? It The sentence begins with a question. What can wash away my sin? Well, the answer is given to us, and it resonates throughout the song. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says that indeed under the law almost everything is purified with blood, but without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins. Therefore nothing but the blood of Jesus can save us. Note that the idea is to communicate that there is nothing that can cleanse us from our sins. Nothing can wash away as if something is coming over us and taking all impurity away. And in 1 John 1, 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, you may ask, how can blood clean anything? Of course, this is a figure of speech, but it is also something that's of a reality. Jesus Christ literally died on the cross, shed his blood to save us from our sin, to provide us with the redemption that we cannot provide for ourselves. In the Bible, blood represents life. Jesus literally gave of his life so that we may have life, eternal life, that is. And also note now that verse number one also asks another question. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So were we whole once? Well, we were as human beings whole in the Garden of Eden before sin happened. We were perfect. We were, we were without sin. But it is only through the blood of Jesus that our sin no longer holds sway over us, dominion over us. And we then have redemption through Christ. Now, again, just a fun fact. The hymn was written in 1876 while R Lowry was a pastor at the Baptist Church in Plainfield, New Jersey. Now, typically there were six stanzas, but only now four are sung. The theme text is the redemptive work of Christ on the cross, which is seen through the image of his shed blood for you and I. The stanzas express the need for redemption from sin in the matchless value of Jesus' redeeming blood, his sacrifice on that terrible cross. And again, the cross was terrible. The torture of the cross was terrible. The pain of the cross was terrible. But what is beautiful is what Christ accomplished for us. His redemptive work through his death, his blood that was shed is the most beautiful thing in the world. That is an oxymoron, isn't it? That the most horrendous thing, a most horrendous thing like crucifixion can turn into something beautiful for us. Now, the stanza of the song goes like this. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This stanza brings to mind Isaiah 118, which says, Thus says the Lord, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are like crimson, they shall be like wool. In other words, wool is white. It is the purification of our sins through the blood of Jesus that is the efficacious work of Christ on the cross on our behalf. Again, the idea of cleansing from sin is foundational here. What again can clean us from our wash away our sin? And again, what can make us white as snow, a purification? What can bring the purification of us as human beings who are sin? And what we know from scripture is that, for instance, in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, God says, we have all become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. Not God, but Isaiah, excuse me. 
We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. This verse speaks of our human depravity, that we are born sinful, that we are born with impurity, with the impurity of sin in our DNA, our spiritual DNA, that is, in our bodies as well. Now, what we know is, is that sin is an offense to God, which leads us to the second verse. For my pardon, this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, again, there's the word cleansing again, this my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let me focus on the word pardon here. What we know for instance, in Ephesians chapter 2, is that we are enemies of God because of our sin. Now, backtracking just one chapter in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, it says this, in him we have redemption, thank God for that, through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. The words forgiveness and trespasses are important here. We have been forgiven because of our trespasses. We again violated our relationship with God. And so we need forgiveness, forgiveness from our sins. Now, Romans 5, 9 says, Much more surely then, now we have been justified by His blood. We will be saved through Him from the wrath of God. Justification is needed for us. Justification is one of the most important doctrines of the Christian faith. Now, what is justification? Well, let me offer you a definition from Philip Evanson. He says, The doctrine of justification concerns God's gracious judicial verdict in advance of the date of judgment, pronouncing guilty sinners, whom we are, who turn in self-despairing trust to Jesus Christ, forgiven, acquitted of all charges and declared morally upright or clean, cleansed from our sins in God's sight. So when God looks at us, he sees his son's sacrifice covering us. Now, again, that is, that is another doctrine called the doctrine of imputation. Christ righteousness is imputed to us so that we are justified and forgiven of our sins. There's no condemnation over us any longer. This idea bleeds into verse 3, which talks about atonement. Nothing can for sin atone, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus. In other words, sin needed to be atoned for, paid for. And also, it could not be done by our good works. That's why it says, not of good that I have done. There is nothing you can do, nothing I can do to cleanse ourselves from our sin. Only Christ could do it because he was the perfect sinless sacrifice that purchased, who purchased our redemption. A verse that comes to mind here is Titus chapter 3 verse 5, which says he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. And also Colossians chapter 1 verse 20, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And it is the blood of the cross that we celebrate this week during Passion Week. We would be wise to reflect on what the blood of Jesus has done for us. This is all my hope and peace, says the last verse. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For our sake, he made him to be sinned, to become sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God.
I hope you and I, friend, will this week reflect on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the work that he has done for us on the cross. We have much reason to celebrate with joyous praise and worship to God for the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross and his work on our behalf, conquering death, giving us life, conquering Satan, and all that is evil. To God be the glory and praise. Nothing is better than Jesus. Well, folks, that ends our examination of this hymn, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Now, let me offer you a Greek and Hebrew word of the day. And the word for today is the word blood. The word for blood appears first in the Bible in Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, and it's the word dam, dam. There, God asks Cain this question, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. It says, Deme, which is the word dam, achicha tzoakim elai min ha'adama. And in Greek, the word blood is the word haima, haima. This word appears in Matthew chapter 26, verse 20, 28, which says, For this is the blood of the covenant, tuto gar estin to haima. And then he says, mutes diathekes, which is again the covenant diathekes. Well, that is it, folks, for this um, episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. Thank you for listening. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to share this podcast and don't forget to subscribe. Because if you don't, you'll be missing out. Now enjoy this version of the song, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus.